Father, thank you for these people this evening who, uh, through the talent that you have given them, share praise to you and you alone. Father, the words so many over such a wide span of time beckon to you. Father, the song that was just saying on we were so unworthy and yet your mercy was so great is still to this day overwhelming. Father, thank you for the gift. Thank you for the gift that I'm not sure that we'll ever really going to understand. But Father, as we hear your word this night, those of us who are called by your name, may our hearts be lifted. Father, those who do not know you, may their eyes be open and their ears be open. They may understand that that little baby in a manger was the salvation of mankind. To your glory, to your praise. Amen. Over the last few weeks, I've had a number of conversations and been involved in a number of conversations with a number of different people, some saved, some not. And the theme is the same one that you and I have all been struggling with these last few days is this holiday, uh, Christmas, and all of the controversy that seems to be around it, and it's kind of comical actually, but um, I was listening, I don't remember what day it was, but it was a psychologist and it was on the television, and the comment was made, the stress level for this season is because so many of us remember such great Christmases as children. We're trying to recapture that thing. And, and, and we're just knocking ourselves out wanting that whoa of Christmas, the excitement and the anticipation. And we spend year after year after year trying to accomplish that. And, and, and it cranks up. And, and, and our anticipation level grows as it gets closer and closer. And I thought, you know what? There is a lot to that. There is a lot to that. And a friend of mine was speaking to me on this, on how he was remembering his best Christmas and what he had received from his Christmas. I remember reading a book. Um, I like history. I'm kind of a war fanatic. And the guy was talking about being a prisoner in uh, the Hanoi Hilton. And that was his best Christmas ever was in the Hanoi Hilton because um, all the trappings were removed. Uh, you had Christ. And that's it. And, and that story always sort of stuck with me. But then it dawned on me. We have anticipation. Uh, many of us will go home here in a few minutes and the great struggle will begin. What will I open for Christmas Eve? Do I open all of them? Do I just get one? And the kids are going to start that. <laughs> Dang. And 
the stress will begin and the level will begin. And there's just not enough eggnog. (laughs) You know what the problem with that is? What are the odds of you topping the first one? So why are you trying? Why are you trying? You ever thought about that? God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. The first time I ever seen that, there was a running back named Kelly running for the Cleveland Browns and some clown was holding John 3.16 up in the back of the end zone. And I could, what in the world is that guy doing? And I always thought that that was the, the football verse. I'll never forget it. It was at the old Cleveland Stadium and here this guy was holding this thing up. It was snowing and nasty. This is back when they used leather helmets. And... Uh, Yes. No, Leroy Kelly wasn't that old. So he was just after Jim Brown. So anyway, if you don't remember that, then that and twelve dollars, you can get a Starbucks coffee. Um, when I think about that verse, that's what this is. That's what we're doing tonight. But you know what happens to us? We think about the eternal life side of it, and golly, it is just cool to be saved. I'm going to heaven. But you know what we're missing? We're missing one word that's chosen that thing in that text. We focus on what we get. Okay, I want to help you tonight to think about something else. What did God give? Did you think about that? Did you think about that? Just ponder that for a second. I know what I got. I don't really, can't even grab it. I, you know, I'm going to a place where there is no sin and I just don't seem to be able to get my little pea brain around. No sin. And that's like what? Okay. But what did God give? It has been given to us. We have been redeemed. And you know Why? So that God be glorified. But he gave it to you and I for what reason? So you and I can give it away. And give it away. See, when you read that, I think about my Lord because in the context, he's just had, uh, he's actually talking right now to a guy, and you guys know it. Good Baptists know this text. He just got done talking to Nicodemus. And he said, you, the teacher of Israel, you should know this. He said, this is what? That you must be born again. 
I mean, Baptists like born again better than they do baptism. Well, maybe not baptism. It'd be neck and neck. And Nicodemus is sitting there going, I have studied the scripture. I am the definite article teacher of Israel. I mean, this guy's not a rank amateur. And he says, you've got to be born again. You know what he's telling him? You've got to start over. You've got to start over. Why? Because God so loved the world. What did he do? He gave. He gave. You know what he gave us? John chapter 1 says, In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. What did he give us? The Word incarnate. He actually says that, you know what? It is better than your daily bread. It is better than drinking. Have you ever thought about that? And he, what did he charge you for it? He gave it to you. He has taken Jesus out of 40 days of fasting. You ever thought about 40 days of fasting? Not me. It never crossed my mind. You want me to do what? For, for how long? And the point is what? 40 days of fasting. Then Satan tempts him. Satan tempts him. But do you understand that God gave him to us? He raised him up on the temple. He says, look, I want to show you this. I want to show you this. I'll give you all the kingdoms of earth. If you bow and worship me. If you bow and worship me. Do you know who he just said that to? He who spoke earth into existence. The writer of Hebrews says that he came here to learn obedience. Jesus learned obedience. I remember the first time I ever read that. I thought, well, that's the dumbest statement in the world. What the heck does that mean? Think about it. He's in heaven. How much obedience does he have in heaven? They call that zero zip nada. Why? The angels are in line waiting. What would you have me do? He came here and he learned obedience. He gave to us his son. Have you ever thought about that? Have you ever thought about it? If you have children, then this, I bet it's at one point or another, it has crossed your mind. Okay? To give up a child. Okay? We say it today in a different term. Losing a child. But do you understand that God gave a child? He gave the child. Now there's days I'd like to give up my first male born. <laughs> Second and third. I don't have any problem with that whatsoever. I wouldn't lose no sleep over it. Okay? Praise God. Would you give up your child for Adolf Hitler?
God gave us His Son. And we scurry around trying to buy what? What are we going to buy? What are you going to buy that's on that level? Kind of missed it, didn't we? I, I, I'm honest. I, you know, I, I started my Christmas shopping Saturday. <laughs> Got so frustrated with just trying to park. I thought, I'll finish it up on Monday. <laughs> and, and I did. I just wrote a bunch of notes and say, everybody gets two presents next year. <laughs> you don't want me to lose my salvation, do you? <laughs> I look at our world today. I look at the church today, I see politics, I see kingdoms of the world, I see all of what society offers, I see everybody struggling globally, globally. And you know why? We forgot what God gave. Have you guys ever seen those pictures? I remember seeing years ago of the praying hands. Okay. Very rough, hard hands. Do you know the story behind that? Two brothers. Extraordinarily talented brothers. Okay. And they wanted to go on to art school. Both of them wanted to go on to art school. All right. And the one brother said, I tell you what, you go on to art school, I'll work in the mine. It was a, a, a marble quarry. I'll work in the marble quarry until you get your degree, then you will be established and you'll make a bunch of money, and then I'll go to school. And the brother said, wow, all right. So he went to the art institute in um, Italy, and his brother worked in the mine. And his brother, who was in school in this college to learn art, excelled beyond anybody's understanding, both in the music side and the art side. Amazing. Amazing. I mean, all of his professors were in awe of this man's ability. Five years later, he graduated and he comes home. And they're having a big family meal. They're celebrating the, the brothers leaving college and the degree. And all the great masters want him to, to paint. And they want him to do this and sculpting and all the rest of it. And he goes back home and he tells his brother, Now it is time for you to go. And his brother would not pull his hands out of his pocket. And he says, no, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. He says, no, I have graduated now. I've graduated. I can now pay for you to go. And he says, don't worry about it. He says, why not? And he says, it is time for you to go. And his brother refused. And he says, why not? And he pulled his hands out to get something from the 
kitchen table to eat. And his brother looked and his hand was all withered and broken from all the years of breaking marble in the quarry so that the older, the other brother could go to school. His brother began weeping. He says, what has happened to your hands? He says, I but worked at it. I but worked at it. Those praying hands that you see, the brother who graduated drew those. And his hands had no more ability to be artistic. Couldn't play music anymore. Couldn't paint no more. Couldn't sculpt no more. And I, re- I think about that story when I think about this text because this text here says God gave. What did God give? What did God give? Let me ask you from this perspective. What did God withhold? See, I have made living with my hands. And I know that they're kind of important. Okay? When I think about those two brothers, I think how difficult it is. You know, and I'm, my hands every once in a while now have issues. Okay? They, 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 my hands like a leave. <laughs> they do. They think a leave is the nectar of the gods. I'm going to ask you tonight. What is Christmas? You know, I hear all the arguments. Well, it was Christians not wanting the winter solstice to go to some pagan thing, so we created some holiday. to, And I hear all the debates on it. That's fine. But let's be realistic. He was born. Okay? And you can figure out when till the cows come home. I don't, doesn't matter. It's obvious he didn't think it was that big an issue for you to know his birthday. But I want you to think about it from this perspective. When you think about Christmas, why is it a day? Why is it not God gave? You ever thought about that? If you have, I have another text for you. 316 says God gave. What does that mean to me today? Here I sit. 2007, Castle Rock, Colorado. Crossing my fingers for white, maybe sort of white. You know, I can, just a dusting. Can you just kind of freshen it up a little bit? I don't need like all of it. Okay, because every once in a while God says, here, look, white Christmas. You wanted it. And then he gives it to you in October. Um, <laughs> he's just trying to tell you, celebrate my birthday every day. <laughs> I have another text, same book. It comes out of the 20th chapter. He is resurrected. He came and stands in the midst of the disciples. 
He looks at them, and this has got to, I, this has got to be one of the most the greatest understatements in Scripture of peace be with you. All of a sudden, he appears in a group of you, and he says, peace be with you, and it says they were afraid. <laughs> Dude, I'm leaving. <laughs> I'll be like, do you remember the Roadrunner Coyote? I'd be heading toward Galilee. Um, I'm out of here. But he says this, and he had he showed them that it, both his hands and his feet because and his side because they were saying that this is like a ghost or something. And he shows it to them, and his di- disciples rejoice when they saw the Lord. And so Jesus said to them again. Now I want you to say I want you to hear this because this is the key to this thing. Okay, he says, "Peace be with you." All right, because of what he did. I now have peace with God. But because I believe and I have eternal life, I now have the peace of God. Now, I've got to ask you a question. What in existence causes God to be upset? What can change his plans? What can stop what he's doing? Nothing. Nothing. So when you see peace with God, that's salvation. And then you have the peace of God. Why? Because God gave us his son. And so he says to his disciples in that upper room, and they're freaking out. I don't care what you say. They've just killed your leader. And the whole town's sort of murmuring about where are the others? Okay, there could be close to two million people in Jerusalem thinking, hey, let's do something else. He says, peace be with you. And then he says this, and this is what I want you to think about as we close tonight. As the father has sent me. Anybody want to read the rest of it? So I send you. You want to know what Christmas is? God gave. You know what he gave? Christians. Christians. Why does the church mean so much to me? It's right there. God gave his son, why? That he could have peace with those who would believe and have eternal life. And then he does what? Give those Christians to the world. To the world. I know. Some Christians, you just like to give back. I understand that. But the truth of the matter is, no matter the child of God, the child of God is a gift to the world. No matter the child of God. And I want you to think about it in this perspective. When God gave his son, what did he hold back? When God gives 
the children. What does he hold back? We didn't get as strong on that one, did we? <laughs> the son didn't give nothing, but I'm not sure about me. <laughs> Why? Right, I'm thinking he's getting ready to fence me into something here, and I don't want no part of it. I've been up at the outlet mall. Have you thought about that? Have you thought about that? Listen, you can run around, you can say, well, that Christian over there, he's, he's a meanie, she's a meanie, and they're grumpy, and I don't like them either. You can do all of those things, but the truth of the matter is, you will stand before King and explain it. Okay? And you can try to blame me. That's all right. But I, when I think about that, John 3.16, it says, God gave. Okay? He gave. What were the restrictions? Wasn't he? Here's my son. Here's my son. In the upper room, Jesus back, resurrected, standing there, scars on his hands, his feet, his side. Peace be with you. He says, and as my father has sent me, so I send you. That's Christmas. That's Christmas. And there ain't a gift card on the planet Earth that comes close. And when you cut through all of the stuff, you have God giving and you and I going. Pretty simple. That's Christmas. I'm going to light a candle. I'm going to pass it around to all of us. And all I want you to remember is is that God gave and you need to get going. Because it's our responsibility to do what? Give. To the limit that Christ gave. What was that limit? Wasn't one. Father, thank you. Thank you for your word. Thank you, Father, for this gift that we remember this day. That, Father, that we understand. And, Lord, that we understand first and foremost what it cost you. And, Father, it's a debt that we can never pay. Lord, help us to understand that. Help us to meditate on that. Help us to draw upon that. Help us to dwell upon that. Help us to rest there. And Father, as you told your disciples that night, Father, may we know your peace. Regardless of what's going on, may we know your peace. Thank you, Father. Thank you for giving us your son. Father, thank you for giving us your Holy Spirit and giving us your precious bride, your church. And Father, as we are going, may we also give. Give as was given unto us.
to your glory and praise. Amen.